0: Welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast providing commentary on the latest in film, TV, games, and comics. My name is Todd Stoll, and I'm joined by 25-year veteran reporter covering pop culture, video games, and technology for The Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski. Welcome to the Zadzooks
1: Happy Hour. Uh, Pre-snowstorm. The pre-snowstorm edition. Yeah, and it's also our 20th episode. Pre-stella. Hey, congratulations. Thanks to you, too. Thank
0: you. uh, I never thought we'd make it that long. Oh, of course. We'll always make it that long. (laughs) What does that mean? It was just inevitable. I know. It was just inevitable. So we're going to start off first by saying, if you are listening to this podcast right at this moment, be aware there will be spoilers for a film that is currently in theaters. Yes. And so... We want to get that right out of the way, because we are going to spoil the living hell out of this movie. Right. And if you don't want to hear about it... Is,
1: it, it is not spoiled. It, we're it, going to spoil it. We're
0: going to spoil it. And that movie is Logan. Yes. Which we both went, and, and as a and rarity, saw, we actually sat went... Sat together and, and saw it. And saw it in the theaters. Right. So what was your... You what know, was my
1: initial take?
0: What was your take?
1: Best movie ever. Best superhero movie ever. You, you're, you're putting that up against The Dark Knight. I am. Now a lot of reviewers are saying, "It's it's Marvel's Dark Knight." And I'm okay. like, okay, yeah, I get that. Okay, but I mean, if you really want to get into that right now, we can get to that later. We get to that later. So, so
0: the movie itself is is boiled down to two basically two remaining X Men characters. Right. You have Logan, aka Wolverine. Yep. And you have Professor Xavier, play, played by Patrick Charles Stewart. Charles Xavier, right? Um, who. Also is amazing in this movie. Let alone right. Hugh Jackman being just amazing in this film. Easily
1: one of their best performances as actors in, no matter what they've been in in a long time. I mean I'm, I I mean, can't talk for Patrick Stewart being Mo-
0: in Moby Dick, Shakespeare yeah, and movies like that. Moby Dick but, he was amazing as Ahab. Right, so right. but yeah, um this was their curtain call. They they both... Jackman had made the announcement that after 17 years, he was going to walk away from Wolverine. And we knew that... But I
1: don't believe that. And I've th- been reading chatter about him showing up in Deadpool. And he may.
0: But okay. but he may have filmed that while filming Wolverine. All right. Um, but uh, there's a story that came out very recently that after, I think, the second previewing, I think it was maybe in Berlin... Um, they were they were at a screening, and before they went up on stage, uh, Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart were together, and Jackman sort of reaches over and pats Stewart on the back, and Stewart looks over at him and sees he's, he's, he's weeping from right. watching the film. And Patrick Stewart is so moved by it that I guess at that particular moment in time, he decided right then and there, he's like, you know what? Uh, this is it for me, too. And he told him. He said, I'm done with this character.
1: But I just read something that said there's a new X-Men television show that he might show up in. <laughs> so I hate to stamp out your enthusiasm for killing these two characters. This is what but he. This is what he said in okay. his last interview: was that right. he
0: was he was done. He was also retiring from this character. Okay. Now we'll see. Money talks, right? Uh, so I wh- got
1: a feeling he'll be Wolverine will be in Deadpool, yeah, because of the stupid beginning of the movie. Well, it's not the beginning. No, they, they, just, they just crowbarred the was. trailer. They it. crowbarred a trailer into it that yeah. completely ruined the ambiance going into the movie. Big mistake.
0: I think it was sort of it was almost one of these things where, Ryan, where where Ryan Reynolds was like we have to put this in front because I just want to point out we were the first R-rated Marvel film and you're the second one
1: and Stan Lee wasn't in it. In um, the in the trailer. That's the crowbar. Fine. Yeah. But he was and there is actual version yes. of Stan
0: Yes. Where, yeah, where he's crowbarred in, so i'm actually I'm actually glad and I'm actually glad he did not appear in x men in any way shape or form
1: it would not have worked
0: it wouldn't have worked because
1: it would have really broken the wall the, S- the the third wall so are we on a third fourth wall? fourth fourth wall.
0: wall so why don't you tell us a little bit about this movie
1: why <laughs> you you were there well I, I want to hear from you well, that's um first of all. I went back on YouTube and um, I had done a video segment when Sonny Bunch, who works at the Free Beacon, uh, worked at the Washington Times. Okay. And we had discussed the first Wolverine movie. Yep. And the thing that came out of that discussion was without a doubt you know, you can't do a Wolverine film unless it's R rated. And, and it was, and now we know why. Yeah, oh man, five minutes in the movie, it sets the tone for that movie as to why this guy is the most dangerous mutant around. Did I just win something? It's your carbon monoxide meter going off. I just won Publisher's
0: Clearinghouse. <laughs> yes, is that still around? It's got to be still around, It's still around. It's got to be still around.
1: Is Ed McMahon there? No. No. Is he live? All right. So you just totally broke my train of thought. Did you do that on purpose? No. No. So anyhow. Anyhow, it was by far the most amazing, amazing appearance of obviously Wolverine in cinema. Yes.
0: Period. So this movie takes place in 2029. That's right. And... Wolverine is an an older sort of grizzled limo driver.
1: Adamantium is poisoning him.
0: Correct. And he has sent Charles Xavier south of the Mexican border. Right. And he is in an oil I mean, is it is it an oil field? I think it's an yeah. It's, it's a it's a pumping like field. Right. And he has him inside a toppled down water tower. Right. Um and Professor Xavier is losing his mental faculties. And as a result has a side effect in which when he has a seizure, he omits this brain wave, if you will, which causes anyone who is not a mutant to suffocate.
1: Well, yeah. Worse than that. Worse than that. He can, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. He can actually control time.
0: Right. And he's, they've aged him. He's got liver spots. He's very incoherent. Um, Jackman's character, Wolverine, is trying to keep him medicated and do it in such a way where he's not having these episodes which are
1: causing seizures. And there's another mutant who's kind of like the housekeeper right? named Caliban. And he is played by... I don't know. Come on. I don't know. Come on. From The Office? I don't speak. He's a mutant tracker. He can sniff mutants.
0: He's great. I'm blanking on his name. <laughs> ah, so is that
1: why you put me in the corner? Maybe. Okay. Maybe I did. Fine. Okay, now I'm going to fill the air right now. Yep. Anyway, there was a Caliban in X-Men Apocalypse also, but it's a different actor who played him. And Mangold basically said, I hope I'm butchering his name. How can I butcher that name?
0: Mangold. I don't know why I didn't think of Stephen Merchant.
1: Why I would know. I not think of that? I don't know. But anyway, Mangold said it was just an unfortunate coincidence that it was two different actors. Yeah. It was just Stephen he, Merchant, just so much going on in the universe. Was
0: awesome in that role. So he 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 is unable to stand in the sunlight. It burns his skin. Right. But he previously worked for an organization that was able to track down mutants. Um for this uh, you know Right organization that essentially was trying to to wipe out mutants altogether, right. and he is now responsible for taking care of Professor X when Wolverine is not around. Um,
1: so right there is a pretty cool setup. Yeah. Without so anything happening?
0: So this movie sets itself up to be a western, and I think I sort of think it's a little bit western, a little bit Mad Max, Fury Road. Um, there's some pretty epic uh, car chasing going on. Wolverine's got a uh, Chrysler 300 2029 edition limousine, which is pretty boss and and definitely uh, a pretty pretty beefy vehicle. Uh, and he uses that to his advantage. He right. is introduced to a young girl who we later find out is X ex- 23 23 also. Happens to be his daughter. Right.
1: Now, uh,
0: in theory, his daughter. Correct. His um,
1: genetics
0: and were created the, were used. The movie is set up so that Professor X has been communicating with her and convinces Logan to protect her. And, right. And the, the, the initial chase scene is that the bad guys have come and they know that she is with them. At this uh, oil field. Right. And eventually it turns into young Wolverine and old Wolverine decapitating and ripping people's arms and cutting people's arms off. Right. Essentially. Skewering them. In the most amazing way possible. Right. And that alone is, is worth the R rating.
1: That's right. And worth appreciating every two hours and fifteen minutes of it.
0: And then you get an epic car chase, which leads to
1: a race with a locomotive. You get an epic moment with um, Professor X protecting X twenty three at a um, Vegas type hotel. Yep, by, which is
0: pretty amazing. By releasing his his powers. His his sort of uncontrollable powers. Right.
1: So we that's about all we want to give away, right? Yeah. We don't need any deeper than
0: that. Uh, the only other thing that I will say is there are some gut-wrenching moments in this film that I think you need to see it, and I don't think we need to spoil it here. Right. Uh, it is a very character-driven piece. It is It is really a a beautiful swan song to right. these two characters for these two actors in a way that uh humanizes them it's not really a superhero movie that much right it's really more about the the characters themselves and the settings themselves But getting old and it's in the, some
1: in some ways
0: and it's about um you know there's a lot of parallels to a lot of concerns in the country today that you know just happen to uh, you know, be presented on film, there is um, there is the need to escape and there is a the need to cross the border into Canada for right. survival. Um, and in general, there is uh, there's another, there's a sort of bigger boss that you don't expect to see um, that is a bad guy um, that kind of comes out of nowhere and, and is very cool. But then you have these... Who's r- that? X twenty four. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but then you have these moments where they're sitting around a dinner table and yeah. they're eating with a family who they help uh, because they sort of cause them to go off the road. This is going to go
1: two segments. It is so so <laughs> so. First thing I'm going to be is there were two other members in the audience that we were there that we brought along with us. Yes. So I've got I got two different opinions from it. The one was a female, yep. my wife. Who was was just ultimately depressed by the whole thing? She watched it, and went watching Hugh Jackman limp, and and like a bit flabby yeah. from not was too much to take for her. It was it was just overtly he's, depressing. Yeah,
0: he's he is beaten and abused, and right, he is an alcoholic and he is, you know, he's ready to die. I mean, he is, right. he, he knows he's dying from the adamantium poisoning, and he's ready to, he's gonna, he wants to go out in a blaze of glory.
1: My son, who was who was old enough to see the movie, so don't give me any crap that it was a 10-year-old going to see the movie, had, had was aware of the comic book series Old Man Logan, mm-hmm. and was expecting to see that. Mm. So when he didn't see it, He thought it was a great movie, but he was disappointed. And if you don't remember what happens in Old Man Logan, there is a Hulk who is so massive and so nasty, it literally eats Logan. Old old Man Logan. And then Logan heals and regenerates inside the Hulk. That didn't happen in this movie. No, there's no Hulk. there's no reason for it to happen. It really
0: is three characters and and, uh, some bad guys. Yeah. I mean it's it's a very small cast, unlike a normal superhero movie where you've got a massive cast. This right. is very small.
1: Do, do you want to continue on this or take a break? Uh, well, let's just continue. Okay, that's yeah, fine. Let's continue. We'll keep going. Now, as far as getting back to what we initially talked about, is it the best superhero movie ever? No. You can tell me why you didn't think so. No. Okay.
0: It is not the best superhero movie ever. It is pretty darn close. Okay. But I think uh, it's just, it is such a bleak and sad. And, and I'm
1: setting the bar at kind of like, and I'm talking about serious superhero. Dark Knight's going to be the top. So so here's the thing with the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, I
0: think for me, take, uh, take Heath Ledger aside. Okay. The Dark Knight to me is one of the great gangster movies right. of all time. I put that in line, not above, but close to the Godf- Tracy. the Godfather, uh, Goodfellas. Okay, I mean it is a gritty gangster movie, and the Joker is relentless.
1: So if you're going to define that as gangster, and then you're going to define Logan as it's a western, western, yeah, you can't then compare. You can't and can't put them in there. But I will say. That
0: where I think Logan triumphs is it takes an old guy and it gives him his last wind. And with The Dark
1: Knight, it's a little bit about vengeance. Right. Right. And also, I think Nolan, who I know you like a lot. I love him. Is um, he's, he's kind of a slave to the convention of the mythology. Mm-hmm. He has to be. He simply can't take Batman out of his costume. Right. So that, that, what, that, what makes it, as far as I'm concerned, Logan is better than that because also Nolan was stuck with a third film. Yep. And if Heath Ledger had lived, it would have been a totally different story. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I
0: think, I think you would have, it would have been a part two.
1: So Mangold, he has complete freedom as long as he keeps to those core tenets of who Wolverine is. Yep. Right. Lonely feral animal, occasional soft spot. Yeah. And that's pretty much what he delivers in a R-rated context amidst some major tragedy. I'm trying to think.
0: Dark Knight wasn't R-rated, was it? I don't know.
1: I don't think it had to be.
0: No. No. I wouldn't think so.
1: Um, And now, furthermore, there's no costumes to to amount to anything. There's no goofy costumes. And I
0: think that... um, one of the things that a lot of people were looking for was for Wolverine to wear the blue and yellow suit.
1: Right. Which
0: they do in a very creative way.
1: But you know, that would have completely been corny for me.
0: So yeah, I mean but if you think about it, not only do you have the age of these characters, but even like Professor X's wheelchair is old and beaten. That's right. Right. It's not it's like he's using like a generic chair. Right. There's no X on the side no, of it. No, there's nothing. I mean, these are literally guys with nothing left.
1: And um, the director, because he doesn't have to stick to this universe convention, creates what I think is more of an art house movie. There is there is hints of film noir going on. Yeah, the the shots presentation and choices. I've even read that Mangold said he was looking at German expressionism. If you go back to films like Nosferatu and uh, Cabinet of Doctor Caligari, there's. There's things that happen in the movie that look weird yes. when you watch them. Mm-hmm. The ending is a great example because the ending is a finger snap over. Yeah. It's like, you're done. And the other thing, cool thing was there's something that happens to press Professor X in the movie um, that normally would probably play out as a dream sequence, but it's reality. Yeah. So when I watched it, it threw me hmm. because I went, oh, well. Um, Wolverine's gonna wake up in a sweat and go, yeah. "Oh my god, boy!" Whoo, glad that didn't happen, but it does. Here, here's I, I, there. I. That's he- my I, I hear critical
0: which, analysis. He, the only thing that I will say that made this movie, uh, you know, really top notch for me, and really I think put in where the actors were very believable and took it took it away from the superhero movie, which. I I think it wasn't. It wasn't a superhero movie. I don't think it was. was the fact that Hugh Jackman's picking up Patrick Stewart from the ground and carrying him and putting him in his bed.
1: My wife also said that was very depressing to watch.
0: It made her feel old. Well, because Stewart said on a talk show recently that Professor X is in his 90s at that point. Yeah, You know, he's like 93. Sure. And, you know, obviously he can't walk anyway, but... Um, Logan really is his caregiver as much That's as, correct. as much as they give each other grief. He is trying to, I mean, ultimately he's trying to get to buy a boat so that they can go on the water. Right. And inevitably and, succumb to the and sea. Professor
1: could just live out his life, it, yeah. not f- impacting anyone.
0: Right. Exactly. Right. And there's something very poignant and, and beautiful about that. So, um, there are, uh, the one th- the one thing that I thought was actually the moment where I, I kinda laughed out loud, which was the only time I did in the movie, was when Merchant's character, uh, who had been essentially tortured by being thrown in the sunlight by right. the bad guys, grabs two hand grenades, pulls yeah. the pins, drops them, and makes a comment about enjoy the light fellas. Yeah. And then blows the whole thing up. Yes, that was And very cool. that's a great way for a character to go out. Yep. So listen, this is right up there. This is like number two for me. It's a close, close to number one, but I got to give the Dark Knight a little bit more because that's fine. I got to say, I have not seen a true superhero movie get anywhere near the Dark Knight level in terms of just that noir sort of gritty quality, and I take this movie away from the superhero genre a bit. Okay. Because other than the fact that he's got claws and his hands are bloody from the claws coming out, which there's a whole scene where one of the claws doesn't come out all the way and he has to pull it out, um, it's not really a superhero movie.
1: Well, there's references to the superhero movie the whole time. There
0: is, but I I didn't see it that way. Right. I mean, I think that's why they called it Logan. Right. Because it's not about the X-Men.
1: And there Um, are characters actually referencing the comic books it was which was pretty
0: cool. Uh, the old, the last thing I want to touch upon on this and that now that you've watched it, they do reference the, there are comics in the in the film right. where they talk about the X-Men. And I and I got to thinking about it and they're constantly looking at one comic and I feel like if you went back and watched it, the things that are on the pages in the comic that they're reading, yeah, play out in the film. Did you get that too?
1: Yeah, a little I, bit. I bet
0: if you go back and watch it, yeah, what happens in the comic it parallels the movie, and we'll it's see. and it's like a hidden Easter egg that you would never catch the first viewing, right? But so this gets an A plus for me for this the year. This gets
1: an A plus plus for me. Yeah, I'm gonna. F- it's going to be very hard for me to find something this good to watch and sit in a theater and watch. Yeah. So w- we'll find out, you
0: know. This was our incredibly long segment on Logan. It needed to be. (laughs) We hope we didn't spoil too much of it. We hope we we didn't bore you to death. We definitely didn't spoil it for you. Um, So we'll be back to talk Moana.
1: Yes, more Downbeat. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C O M M D I G I News And support the next evolution in news. Huh? Wait a minute, you're back? How do you how do you do that?
0: You you yell at me for not recording these conversations.
1: <laughs> but I'm looking up some. All right, well so Alright, so we probably should have started with moana because there's no way to follow what we just did
0: sure there is this is this is a different genre this is this is a disney movie this is a uh a very i think very good disney children's movie uh animated of course um and i will preface this by saying that not only did i watch it but I had two uh, boys, ages nine and seven, who watched it, and I had a three-year-old girl who watched it. Cool, as well as my wife. So, so
1: you tell me a little about that about that experience. So that's interesting.
0: I will say that my boys had reservations about um, about a, a, girl a girl movie. Oh, come on. even though they've seen Frozen maybe like fifty thousand times. Okay. Um. And at the end of it, I think that they were okay with it. I think they thought it was a good movie. It's got some, you know, it's got good action. It's got some some monsters and, um, you know, it's a little... Pretty
1: cool monsters.
0: It's a little musical, uh, yeah. which at times, you know, can be hit or miss. The three-year-old, however, was not a fan because of the monsters. Really? Yeah. There was oh. a, There was a lot of, I'm scared by this. Um, lava monster The lava monster n- When you do think about it Is pretty scary for a three year old Yeah um, And especially just the way that it's depicted Now There really isn't anything else to be that scared of In the movie I mean there are you know Moana's on some boats mm-hmm. or, or, or Right they're, in, they're not really boats They're more like canoes with sails in them um, There's an awesome um,
1: crab Is that what he is? Yeah. Crab monster. Yeah, crab monster. Who's more funny than scary, yeah. I think.
0: Um so let's talk a little bit about the movie itself. So it is meant to be uh I'm trying to think of like where you would consider this taking place.
1: It's it's Polynesian themed yes. is what I said. Yeah. South Pacific um Pacific culture. I mean, they're very aware of that. If you watch the featurettes afterwards, yeah. there's actually like a 30 minute documentary on Polynesian people now, and their who,
0: history. Who are the two main actors in this? I can tell you one because you are
1: not I get to say Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You can pronounce the other name.
0: Come on, you you're the one who has to pronou- do the pronunciations. <laughs> I've got why because otherwise I'm gonna butcher it.
1: I have no idea. Alil Cravalho. Cravalho. <laughs> Any ideas? Sounds good enough to me. Okay. She's uh, a very, very talented girl. Yeah.
0: She's a good singer. Yep. Um, Yeah, this movie essentially starts off by... There is a character played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Maui. Who uh, steals a gem from... A sacred place and causes things around as a result of stealing it causes things to die. Uh, right. Lands, uh food, fish. Right. And uh that creates problems down the line. Now Moana is is being uh you know, essentially aligned to take over the tribe.
1: She has some magic with water. Yes. Water is her friend.
0: Um, and she is desperate to get out into the open seas, but there is a strict forbiddance of anyone leaving the island going past the barriers. And eventually her grandmother, who is sort of the typical Disney character who tells you to do the exact opposite of what your parents have to say, convinces her to go out into the water and shows her that her, People were great explorers at one point, and as a result, she takes one of the boats and goes out onto the water. Right. And tries to hunt down Maui so she can return this stone back to its rightful place and restore what has been dying.
1: Right. Great story. Very, very... Girl empowering. Yeah, it
0: was great. Uh, it was a very well done. I think this is clearly a frontrunner. The for...
1: animation was... Stunning. Yeah, I don't know how it looked on your TV, but it was, it was great. It was really good. It was good. great. The was, water, the water, exceptional. The yeah. best water I've ever seen. But you
0: want to know something? I wonder what this would have looked like in four K.
1: Well, that's what Dis- I would Disney say. Disney will is, never do it, without a doubt. My biggest complaint about yep. this movie is mm-hmm. it could have looked, and man, it looks great. It looks three D without being three D. It's,
0: it's beautifully shot. And beautifully Why done. won't
1: Disney commit to four K UHD? I haven't. I haven't really delved into that yet. Because
0: they're waiting so that they can re release all their archive movies in 4K and yeah. generate another huge pile of cash. Yeah, cache. which they will. Of course. Uh, I give this movie for animation a good solid A. This Absolutely. is a great family movie.
1: Did and we all of a sudden start grading films? Because this is the first time you've started no, throwing letters no, out. Oh, no. I've never thrown a letter out Yes, here. we
0: have. You go back and no. listen. We do that for all I of don't our have movies. I not that kind of time. We Are didn't you do it for me? Masterminds because there was an F for that one. and yeah, was, I don't think it was
1: beyond an F. Yeah.
0: Um no this is a great family film. This is one that um you know again maybe not for the really young. I would say maybe you know just test the will of your kids if they're not scared by other things they probably won't be scared by this but the lava monster is pretty scary. Yep. Um extras the the only other thing that I will say that my kids really liked was the uh I don't know. They're how about like the, coconut, the coconut guys? The, uh, the little...
1: tribesmen encased in coconuts. Yes. they. That was love... like a Mad Max chase
0: for me. They love that. They thought that yeah. was the greatest thing ever. Excellent. Special features.
1: Uh, I told you about the documentary. Uh, the only thing else I wanted to mention is I wish they had spent more time talking about how they were animating hair and water because it was so well done. Yep. They They tap dance around it for a few minutes and 20 minutes were the featurettes, but... There's always, as usual, a uh, cartoon you could watch beforehand, an animated short. This one's called Inner Workings, and it's really cool, and you should go back and watch it sometime. And there's also one for the youngsters called Gone Fishing, uh, about the uh, difficulty in feeding a demigod, which is pretty cool. Nice. So, overall, yes, I'm giving it a letter now that you've pushed us into a corner. Do it. A. of course. A. So, it's an
0: A for a ch- for a children's animation. That's an right. animated film,
1: without a doubt. Great, very nice. Competes well against Pixar.
0: All right, great. That was a short segment. That was a short, short segment. To the right point. to the point. Okay, what are we talking about next when we come back? I
1: think we're just going to touch on Ghost Recon. Yes, and then we'll get a, we'll do a bigger review next week.
0: Do you want to also talk about Nocturnal Animals? Because you saw it. Yeah, let's. Let's do bit, that too. A little bit too. I will right, we'll be back. Right, we we'll be right back.
1: Community's digital news, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I-news.com. And support the next evolution in news. Okay, are you ready now? I'm, I'm ready now to clear Good. my throat. Okay. Really, why are you massaging your feet? Uh, I just, it's, you know. I, I'm not comfortable with that. Okay. I know you pretty well, but it, well, that's fine. Come on. No high heels either. I'm sorry, go ahead. You were talking about?
0: Oh, I'm I'm just Not... contemplating the meaning of life. Okay. So we're gonna talk Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon
1: <laughs> You don't even know the I name can't... of the game. I always get That's confused. Awesome.
0: Is it, uh, I'm wi- sure Wildlands. Lo- Wildlands.
1: Ubisoft's gonna be so happy. I, you know, there's so many Tom Clancy <laughs> video yeah.
0: games. Um so, I am not that far into it.
1: We're only going to spend a few minutes on this.
0: Um, first of all, it took about three hours to download the game. Oh, it
1: took easily longer than that. I gave up. Yeah, I just well, let I it, did download. it in the middle of the day. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. So, it's a 43 gigabyte download. Show! It, it, which is pretty massive. And then you also get the uh, expansion pack.
1: Yeah. So, you get like a Scooby-Doo bus. Yeah. <laughs> Um, The mystery machine Which was fine Which was fine For Um, about 30 seconds
0: You told me it would take About 30 minutes To customize your character And I actually timed myself It took about 12 Okay Um,
1: I spent a lot of time looking
0: Yeah Well I went through everything too I went through each option What did you think of my character? You've seen it
1: He's very dark Yeah There's a lot of stuff on the guy Well Mine guy is a lean machine You gotta look at my guy When you get a chance A lot of tattoos yeah. T-shirt. My, well, mine's
0: got him too, but he's They're also wearing Kevlar. Well,
1: he's wearing Kevlar. Okay. I think, Do you think that's gonna help. Well, I would think that if he gets in shot once. Bolivia. I know. Okay, you don't think this guy's gonna sweat a little? Oh, you no, it's all breathable. Oh, okay. It's all breathable. Uh so this is what I know. So there's this big bad guy who is essentially a drug cartel Kingpin. criminal kingpin yep. who's taken over Bolivia. Yep. And now four guys are tasked with taking it back Yeah, four, <laughs> four, four Well,
0: four guys and then one woman who is sort of an undercover There's op. a
1: rebellion going on. Yes. Right? And you yes. have to... There's a lot going on in this game. I asked uh, the PR guy how many miles is in this game, and he hasn't gotten back to me yet, but boy. It is... I don't know what you were doing, but driving takes way too much time yeah, To get from point A to point B when you're trying to save or bring something back.
0: And the problem is, is it's like Grand Theft Auto. I wreck and
1: destroy oh, the car man. all the time. There's, I am sure as we get into the game, there's jump points where you can easily travel from one place to another. Yeah. But right off the bat, it took, yeah. I mean, I probably spent, I had to drive up a hill. And it took 20 minutes at least to mm-hmm. get back to where I needed to be.
0: Oh, you know what I did? I actually found that if you just go really slow and you go over <laughs> embankments and you like go down into a valley, yeah. you can cut a lot of time. Oh, my God. Uh,
1: it's an open-world game. The characters are portrayed third person. Yep. So you can see what's going on. And it's it's four-player cooperative. That's how they really want you to play it. Right. But you can get away with whatever because the other characters will be computer-controlled if you just do it yourself yep. or whatever you want to play. Yep. Um Have you gotten to the point where you tell your characters to attack? Yes. Okay, that's pretty cool. But it's not as cool as... Because if you don't, they don't.
0: Right, but I like doing it in the car. So you just like... So I'm in the car. You're
1: doing drive-bys. I
0: tell them, climb out of the windows and blow everyone away, and I drive around compounds... Until they're done. Until they're done mowing people down. Well, that's a good strategy. It's awesome.
1: See, what I do is I use the drones, and I send a drone up, and I tag every enemy in the compound, Okay. and then I sneak in, and then I tell my guys to attack. Okay. And they all go after them. Yeah. See, I, I which works pretty well, yeah. too.
0: The only thing that I found frustrating is that uh, after collecting one of the guys that's needed from the resistance in the very beginning, I took a helicopter, and man, I had a hard time flying that thing.
1: Did you crash?
0: No, I landed it. It's just, it took a really long time to get from takeoff to landing. I couldn't seem to get it to... Go forward without losing a ton of altitude, and I okay. could never, I could never keep the the. It just, it didn't seem like a natural way to fly a helicopter like you would in other games. So I spent a lot of time in the air, just kind of hovering and very slowly creeping towards the destination of letting this guy go. Um, graphics are amazing. Yes. Uh, lots of things to go around and pick up new weaponry. Oh. We go into that deep next week. I mean, that, there's
1: just tons of it. I can't wait to get a parachute because oh. there's so many places to jump off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's um, going to be fun. And then you and I are going to try to do co-op. We're going
1: to do some co-op this week and see how that works I out.
0: think Tuesday is going to be a good day since yes, no one's going to be working. be a
1: snowstorm. Yeah. Right.
0: So we'll get back with more info on that, but so far looking pretty good. Uh, yep. It's a good Tom Clancy uh, you know, movie. It's It's a good game. Um, but there's a lot to it. You could spend days and days and days. And it's going to
1: depend ultimately on what genre of game you like in this open world. Stuff yes. Because this one is definitely warrior themed, drug cartel themed, criminal themed, urban warfare. Urban warfare theme. Yeah. There's no fantasy element here. Yep. Okay. Great. We're going to
0: do one more short segment on nocturnal animals and then we'll close this one out. Great.
1: Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I-news.com and support the next evolution in news.
0: Okay, we're going to quickly do Nocturnal Animals, which has been out for a while, but we finally got around to both getting a chance to catch up and watch it. Uh, what were your impressions? What'd you think?
1: Uh, it was okay. Okay, I did not consider it. It's so unconventional that it wasn't. If they had just done the movie as the book, the book I probably would have been that more is, that is, uh, is excited it is, it is by so, it.
0: It is so. It's so similar for me. So this movie stars Amy Adams. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, yep. Michael Shannon, and uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, I and so the the premise of the movie is that uh, Amy Adams' first husband sends her a book manuscript that he's written and he's dedicated to her, and the book itself is very tragic. the the the, the topic of the book The book is very tragic, very violent. Um, you know, in in many ways, right? Uh, you know, against it's, her, it's against her. Um, but. The actual acting of because she, when she reads the book, they cut to Jake Gyllenhaal and these other characters in the narrative of the book. book. If that movie was just the book, that is hands down an Oscar winner. It's pretty good. I, so the opening sequence of the book takes place where uh, there is a, a road rage incident on the road, which results in a very uncomfortable and very hostile confrontation between uh, Hall's character and his family versus Aaron Taylor Johnson's kind of group of friends, which leads into something very bad. And that whole interaction between those right. actors is so believable. I mean, it was so uncomfortable to watch.
1: Yes, it was distressing.
0: Uh, it, but it was so it was
1: really great. And then they introduce Michael Shannon as a as a cop, as a beaten cop. As a near to retirement cop. It's like it's it's another role. And that's in the southwest. Yeah. I mean, he can do no wrong. Right. He is he is as long as he shuts up about politics, I'm fine with him. Yeah, does He's he, amazing otherwise. Does he talk about politics? Yeah, a little nah. bit.
0: Well, listen, man, as an actor, he's one of our finest. Yeah. He really um, he
1: really Choose up the scenery. And in you know this what? One. Gyllenhaal Hall is amazing
0: in this movie. Yep. He is so good. And so is Aaron Taylor Johnson. But you know who isn't that great in this movie is Amy Adams. And character. it's not her fault. It's her character. It is
1: so blah. Yeah. And like, the ending is a huge disappointment. Yes. What a disappointment. I understand Mr. Fancy Pants director was trying to set this artsy fartsy ending that was going to (laughs) i wanted
0: to see the ending uh play out more uh because because they end the book right you know
1: you basically you basically go through the entire book and the amy amy adams character we're not explaining enough she's unhappy with her life yes and she feels she made a mistake by not staying with staying with her first husband correct whom, and that that just spirals. Whom she essentially told that
0: you're you're not interesting. You're a dreamer. And I don't want to be with you. But also uh, ends up shacking up with her sort of second yeah. husband while they're still together. Who she now hates. She, who she now hates. So um and so she longs for that relationship. Uh but if yes, if they had just cut out the sort of interwoven right segments between the book and her character uh, it could have been one fine sort of it's
1: just they're being too clever
0: yeah it would it would have taken like let's, my, let's,
1: my palette's not sophisticated enough for that
0: it would have been a gritty taken yes and and just but but to a whole new level I mean yeah. honestly somebody is going to in five years after this movie is like well forgotten they will on YouTube if they don't soon. We'll splice out all the Amy Adams stuff and just put together the book, and yeah. it will be amazing. And it's what it's probably 45 minutes, I would say, of that. Maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit more. Maybe a it's little about, it's more. about half the movie. Yeah. Um. So for me, I still like the movie because of that. And I give it... Oh, he's grading again. Come on. I got to do it. I give it like a B.
1: I give it a B minus. Okay. I didn't hate the movie. I just... Like I said... It was two movies and I liked one of them.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, that scene with Jillian Hall and Aaron Taylor-Johnson on the side of the road.
1: Intense. Was Uncomfortable.
0: So intense. I'm thinking to myself, why didn't that get him an yeah, Oscar? And I
1: don't ever want to have to go through that in my life. Just watching it made me think. But that's the think, thing. It was so believable. Believable. Like this could have
0: happened. I mean, the acting was just like you it for- probably has happened. You forgot that these two yeah. guys were actors. That's right. And you forgot that Amy Adams doppelganger.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah.
0: Which was so funny. Um, Isla Fisher plays his wife, who is Amy Adams' real life doppelganger. Yeah. she's So they are both in this movie together. Um, and you just forget the acting is stellar. Wait, it's, that wasn't Amy Adams? No. Isla Fisher.
1: I'm gonna have to watch this movie again. I can't. You know why I can't watch this movie? Because it's so unsettling. That part, that scene right there, is hard to watch. And that's why, that's
0: why it's it's a it's a bit of a travesty that the artsy fartsy stuff is intermingled with it because right. it could have been just an epic action
1: action. Not revenge.
0: even an not even an action. I would say revenge. This, it's like a drama. Uh, you know, it's like a it's like a Police drama. Right. But it just could have been so good. All right. So that's it.
1: Man, I'm exhausted. I
0: know. This has been rough. It was too much Logan. But you know what? All in all, this week's selection yep takes us to a much better level than last week's selection. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag shade. Warren Beatty. Um, so I feel pretty good about this one. He's still a great actor. He is, but and a director. Damn, that was so stupid. Go
1: watch Reds.
0: Okay, well, I am Todd Stowell. I am Logan. Wow. This week, I'm Logan. Wow. And I feel like it. Maybe we need to get you some therapy, because your name changes I'm an awful lot. really
1: tired. Okay, well, this and has been... At least been, the alarm didn't go off.
0: This has been definitely a little bit more than the Zadzooks happy hour yeah, this week. you
1: won't be that happy. You well, will be happy. You will
0: be happy. It was, it's good. So we, we thank you for listening. Subscribe <laughs> quit, to us on iTunes, padding. Google Stitcher. Play, Stitcher. Tune in all your favorite locations, and we'll be back next week with more fun and exciting films. What do we got coming up? You know? Uh oh. Fantastic Beasts. Oh yeah.
1: Upbeat film. Fences. Fences. <laughs> I don't know what's next. More Ghost Recon. Yeah,
0: for sure. All right, we'll be back See ya. next week. Bye. Uh- So now that you've chosen the vanity, paint, and bathroom tile, you still can't decide on the faucet. Let The Home Depot make that easier by saving $10 on the sleek, modern Moen Genta faucet. Right now it's only $89. How's that for easy choices? The Moen Genta faucet. Now just $89
1: during the winter kitchen and bath event at The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Vowed through March 24th while supplies last.